I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey friends, this is your captain speaking. Today we are about to take off to the land of travel hacks. So make sure your seatbelt are fastened because there might be some turbulences on the way. And we have a brand new pilot, Queenie. Number 15. Tax-free shopping. Did you know there are some places where you can actually get tax-free shopping overseas? No. How do you do that? So, there are some countries, for example, in Europe, there are a lot of countries there that offer this. Also in Japan and some other places around the world, even Australia, where you can get up to $900 tax-free if you're a tourist which is visiting a certain country. Yeah, that's really cool. Like I remember like one day when uh, we went shopping to Paris actually and went to this place like a bit far from the city, like maybe an hour near Disneyland. And they had this like a uh, Valley Village shopping center and they had all the big brands for like, you know, much cheaper because it's like a outlet and they have like all these big brands basically for cheaper. And what they do there is like, you know, you bring if you bring your passport, you need to make sure you bring your passport when you do shop. And then once you buy something, I think it's over like 150 euro. And then they go right on the piece of paper, like with Global Blue or whichever brand they work with for the tax return. And then they give you like this pay slip. So when you go to the airport, when you leave EU, you can basically get the tax back. And that works with many countries. In Japan, you don't even have to go to the airport. Or when you leave the country, you just put this pay slip, but they already deduce the price on the tax when you buy it. Yeah, it's a really good system and you can save from 10 to 20% off depending on what the GST or the VAT is in that country. In a lot of places, I think in Europe it's around 22% in some places and in Japan, I forgot what it was in Japan, but yeah, something from 10 to 20% off your shopping. So definitely worth checking out. Something to be mindful of is when you are entering your own country, you also need to fill out a boarding pass what is it boarding pass or incoming passenger card that's the one and there's usually a question about how much how many goods you're bringing into the country tax-free usually there's a limit in Australia it's around $900 I think in the US it's a thousand dollars so it all depends on your country on how many how much money or how many goods you can bring into your country tax-free so yeah something to be mindful of obviously there is a cap you can't bring in you know hundreds of Hermes bags, tax-free. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I guess you'd have to pay the tax in Australia on those goods. And also something to be careful what happened to us is that well, the first time we went to back to France together and we did shop, some of them were on my passport. Even though I lived in Australia at the time, my address on the passport was in Paris. And therefore, when we went to the border, even with my Australian ID, it did not really work because on my passport, my French passport, it said, Paris. So that's something to, to be mindful of when you do shop and also remember to bring your passport because you will need it when you do shop. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There can be some like, I don't know, some people that work at the border that maybe, you know, they, they, they didn't want to 
let Pablo leave the country with the goods tax-free. They were like, this Frenchman, he looks a bit dodgy. Maybe he still lives in Paris. And also, like, make sure your card is also linked to the passport, you know? Like, they are, like, it seems, like, all easy in appearances, but there's lots of, like, T's and C's or stuff like that that you need to be mindful of. Like, you need to have the same card name on the passport, you know, otherwise it might be crashing. And it takes time to also get that refund. So, you know, don't purchase something because you think the refund. Just consider it more as a bonus because it does take time to come in and sometimes you never come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be mindful. Be mindful. Nice. What's the next tip, Quinny? Number 14. Number 14, booking.com. Did you know that they have this genius program where you can get around 10% off all of your bookings through booking.com? I'm actually a genius. Genius level two. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think booking is very good because you can most of the time book in advance like a hotel or something, but you pay only like maybe 48 hours before and that's really convenient. And then they offer like 10% discount when you have like the genius um, discount. So you have like some good advantages and it's free to sign up for the booking genius basically. Yeah, and I think sometimes at some hotels you can even get free breakfast included as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's pretty good. Another thing is that I guess on booking, you can see the prices, but sometimes, you know, obviously they take a cut. So you can go into like directly the hotel, which is our tip number 13, or the website, and then just go on the live chat like we were speaking last week, or, you know, ask them, email them directly. And I think we had a TikTok with a template that things we email hotels, and that's how we got like quite a good discount. Email them in advance. Usually low season is easier to get the discount than the high peak season, but they do actually give discounts. Yeah, obviously these hotels, they do prefer people to book directly through their own websites. So if booking.com, for example, or another external third-party website is selling the same room for cheaper, the hotels will happily price match or even price beat the prices on the third-party website. So it's definitely worth emailing them seeing if they can offer you a discount. This has actually happened in quite a lot of places that we did email. We did a round-the-world trip last year, and we went to quite a few places, and pretty much every hotel we stayed at, we emailed them, we asked for a discount, and we were able to save from 10% to 30% off the hotel bookings, which is quite a lot of money when you really do add it up. So definitely worth emailing them. The worst thing I can do is say no or ignore you. Exactly. And you can go to a few hotels and stuff like that and, you know, have a bit of a pool. If you are if you are doing this in advance, that's much easier because then you have the time and the flexibility. And they would rather that, you know, knowing not last minute that you're coming and give a discount, that's probably not going to happen. But if you do that, like maybe a month in advance, then that's probably going to help. And one thing also people can do is... Subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating. Yeah, I mean, we love sharing tips and love, you know, helping you saving money. But if you enjoy the podcast, enjoy saving money, enjoy traveling for less, make sure you subscribe for more tips. And if you enjoy the podcast, ratings are always welcome. Exactly, exactly. Any other thing you can negotiate with the hotel, Queenie? You sure can. Number 12, negotiating a late checkout. So a lot of hotels and Airbnbs They offer a late checkout option, but usually for a fee. However, 
You could always just ask the hotel or the Airbnb host directly if you could get a late checkout for free. And most of the time they will offer it, especially if they do have a guest checking in a bit later in the day, or maybe the next guest isn't checking in on the day that you're leaving at all. So yeah, definitely worth asking. Yeah, exactly. Like you, especially like Airbnb is usually the checkout, I think is usually at 10 or 11, which is quite early, you know, you just wake up, you have breakfast. Okay, time to go. Well, hotel maybe sometimes it's going to be a bit later, but if you can negotiate with the host because they know when is the next guest coming and you can definitely get a few extra hours of sleep. One thing that was funny actually, same Airbnb of Portugal with the toilet paper and what did you make you fill up like when you arrive to the Airbnb or before, you know, like a few, as soon as you book, they make you fill up, fill out this form with a bit of information and also what time you come in. You know, so they know exactly what time you come in. And because at the beginning for this Airbnb, we were supposed to arrive at night at 11 p.m. We put like, you know, 11 p.m. That's where the time we're going to arrive. But then something changed with our flight and then we changed the date and everything, except that they did not send us a new form to fill out. So what happened is that our flight was much earlier because we were coming not from Paris, but from Ibiza and that was a much earlier flight. And when we arrived to the Airbnb, <laughs> we arrived at the same time as the cleaning person for the Airbnb. You remember? Yeah, I remember. So something to remember is that always, I guess, keep updating your host or, you know, of your movement because they can guess what happened. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Bit awkward. <laughs> but anyway, what's the next tip, Queenie? Like, is there anything like, you know, outside of booking.com or emailing anything else you can get to get a discount? Because I want to save money. yes yes you sure can number 11 using shop back and cash rewards to book any of your activities hotels and pretty much any website offers some cashback service so it's definitely worth checking out shop back and cash rewards to see if there's any deals at the moment cash rewards and shop back they often have 10% off booking.com and even 10% off tours on Kluke and things like that. So if you are looking to book some travel, definitely worth getting some cash back. And you can also use the codes that we have in our description. So you can get some free money. We can get some free money. Win-win. Win-win. And I think a good hack for like Shopback and Cash Rewards, you know, because they have like sometimes 10, 15%, but not all the time. So obviously if you just book randomly, you might not get the best deal. You might get like three or 5%. But what you can do if you know you're going to book a hotel and you have enough time is put an alert on Bargain of like cash rewards, shop back with booking, like all mixed together. And then what happens is that you're going to receive an email as soon as when they have like a good deal for this website. And then you can directly book on that day, like your hotel. And you don't even have to pay because usually bookings has like this, you know, free booking and you pay 48 hours in advance. But at least you can secure this 10 or 15%. And if you're going to spend a thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely worth considering. Yeah. Daniel, have you used any of those uh, tips so far? When, because you're going to Europe end of the year, right? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully will be. Um, I haven't, but now you're telling me all of them. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be using them. I don't know if I have a good, a really good travel hack. I guess a really easy one is, uh, um, on your departure, just bring snacks to the airport because you just end up spending so much money 
sitting around, especially if your flight gets delayed or something, you're sitting there you're like, oh, I'll buy some some chips. It's like $9 bag of chips, you know? So so pack your own snacks. That'll save you a little bit just when you're waiting at the airport. Yeah. yeah. Good tips. Good tips. Love it. I think that's why they want you, you know, three hours at the airport in advance is because, you know, the psychology, like you're going to miss your flight, but actually it's not that. You have plenty of time and usually at the airport, maybe not during COVID time, but nowadays it's easy to get through the border and all these things. So they just want you to spend time at the airport. So you are hungry, you know, oh, this wallet, you know, I'm going to buy a wallet from like Hermes or whatever. And you spend like already all your holiday money in like luxury goods. Is that a, is that a conspiracy, a public conspiracy? We need some music, like do, 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 do. <laughs> maybe you couldn't even make the sound effect. It's a public conspiracy. We'll ask on Spotify in the comments. You know the poll. Do you think it's a public conspiracy or it's a real conspiracy? Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder some of these things. Is it? Is it really because you know? Obviously, you do need to get there in advance, just in case something happens. Whatever. But yeah, I do wonder, maybe it also is a commercially, you know, thing that they want to do so they can make some extra money. Who knows? Who knows? But lucky we have with this next tip and credit cards. Like uh, There are so many different ways that you can save money on travel by using credit cards wisely. So the first one, and probably my favorite reason for using credit cards is bonus points. So often credit cards have bonus points, which you can use to get cheaper flights. So oftentimes you'll get around 100,000 bonus points, for example, for Velocity or Qantas. And usually this would add up to, so one point is roughly 1.8 cents. So 100,000 bonus points would give you roughly $1,800 worth of travel credit, which you can essentially use to book cheaper flights. And some of these credit cards, especially the ones with the bonus points, they do have annual fees. However, when you do weigh up the bonus points and all of the extra benefits that you can get from using the cards, you actually do net out ahead if you do use them wisely and make sure you pay back everything that you owe so you don't pay interest. But yeah, definitely worth considering if you are somebody who is good with money, you know, and you would regularly pay off your credit card. Yeah, for sure. Like credit card, I think for us, we started using them maybe back in 2018 or 17. And we got our first like, you know, ANZ Qantas card. And that was a game changer for us because we were talking about it with people that told us, oh, you should use it. But we never actually saw the value into it. And when we booked our first flight, I don't know if it was to Melbourne, like maybe domestic, but also like international. And we're like, oh, that's how easy it is to book a flight response. And we're like, game changer. It is. And it's just such a nice experience as well, because for one with the credit card, not only do you get the the discount, like the cheaper flights, because you're booking with your points instead of using cash. So you save a lot of money on flights. It's also a way better experience because instead of having to go with the super budget airlines, because you're paying with cash, you go with the nice airlines. So you get free food on the flight and you get free water, even just water. I remember taking my first Qantas flight and I was like, whoa, I'm not used to like people asking me if I want food and snacks. I'm just, I'm, I'm like a Jetstar person. I'm used to like not having anything and no leg room and no comfort, you know? So it's, it's actually a really nice experience flying. Yeah, and all these like Jetstar on your budget airline, they always get you with this 
you know, free flights. So you have like not even 10 kilos of like in-flight luggage. You have like seven kilos. And seven kilos is so easy to get to. It is actually, yeah. If you fill up your a normal suitcase, like a normal carry-on suitcase, not even like pack it full, full, you know, but just like just fill it up to a, I think a reasonable level, it would already go over the seven kilos. So yeah, that's how they get you because they make you, often they'll weigh your luggage. And then if you're over that seven kilos, then you'll have to pay more money to, yeah, put it on the, put it on the flight. Yeah, exactly. And even like, yeah, just a backpack is easily, you know, with one or two laptops already like easily five kilos. So you're already just two kilos left. And then the funniest thing happened with Jetstar, like back in the days when we booked a flight to Melbourne, I think. And you know, in Melbourne, there are two airports. There's like the main one, and then there's Avalon. But we just, I uh, just tell you, Melbourne, Avalon, you don't really pay attention the first time you go there. And I remember we booked that flight. And I was saying, oh, it's so much cheaper. You know, you save money going like $90 to Melbourne. And then you end up like an hour away from Melbourne. And then you have to either like rent a car there or like take the bus, which is an hour. And it's so much painful. Oh, yeah, that was hard because we had no idea. We thought it was like there was just one airport, but no, there are actually two. So we're really far away from the city. It was literally like we were in the middle of like farmland. We were in the middle of like outback Victoria and and we had to get this shuttle back into the city. And yeah, that shuttle was expensive. So we ended up spending more time having to get the shuttle, etc., and also more money on the flight. So sometimes it's just not worth it. Yeah, and time as well because, you know, obviously if you go to the normal airport, you can easily get to, you know, it's like maybe 30 minutes or less. But this one, you have to go in advance to the bus station. Then, you know, you have to hope the bus is there going to be on time. And, you know, it's more stressful. It is, yeah. And another thing that I honestly love about travel credit cards is the complimentary travel insurance that often comes with it. This has been such a game changer for us because when we did our round-the-world trip, we didn't get travel insurance because we both have travel insurance included on our credit cards, which saved us quite a lot of money. And we also did have quite a few, I guess, delayed flights because we're obviously gone for quite a long time. And yeah, we were able to claim back a lot of that money through our travel insurance, which is complimentary with our travel credit cards. Yeah, I guess the main thing is just to make sure that you book that flight with the credit card and then you are set. And one more thing, you thought we were done with the the credit card benefits? We're not done yet. We're not done yet. No, we're not. Free business lounge access. So you'll often get two complimentary business lounge invitations with the travel credit card. So you can use either... Qantas or Velocity or the Amex lounges for free before your flight, even if you are flying with economy, which honestly just makes it so much more comfortable. You don't have to spend money on the airport buying expensive drinks or chips or snacks because it's all free and it's all there. And yeah, it's just a nice experience, especially if your flight is delayed. You can just chill in the lounge for a bit longer, use the free Wi-Fi and the amenities. It's really good. Love it. Yeah, it's very good. Like you can really like chill down, you know, because at the airport can be quite stressful, like waiting for your flight, especially if it's delayed. But here, if it's delayed, it's like just mean, you know, you're going to chill more in the lounge and it's pretty comfortable. You have good food. You are usually not even hungry after in the flights because the food is even better in the lounge because they can make it on the ground. 
Yeah, very comfortable. And I think they've renovated the MX Lounge. The Centurion Lounges in Sydney and Melbourne Airport. Yeah, we so haven't been there to the new ones yet, but apparently they're really nice. Yeah, we'll go there next month. Yeah, so we'll let you know. We'll give you a bit of a tour on Instagram. And if you would like to check out some travel credit cards, we have links some in our show notes and our description. So check it out. Yeah, we've done like comprehensive pages on like benefits, you know, if it's worth it or not for each credit card. So I think that can be useful if you want to get into it and get like cheaper flights. Yeah, definitely. Nice. What's next, Quinny? Anything else with flights? Yes. So I honestly love this app so much. I didn't expect myself to like it as much as I do. But the Qantas Wellbeing app, you can actually get points for walking. You can get points for sleeping and not touching your phone. You can get points for even checking your smoke alarm. And I honestly love it so much. Have you tried it before? You showed it to me before. (laughs) Every day. Yeah, it's just so cool and I love how they've gamified it. So every time I hit my my daily step count, I'm just like, yay, I get like five extra bonus points. I know it's not a huge amount of points, but you know what? It adds up and I think this app is really, really good, especially if you're somebody who, let's say, doesn't earn or spend Qantas points that much, but you don't want your points to expire because your Qantas points will expire if there's no activity on your count either earning or using points within two years. So if you have the Qantas Wellbeing app installed and you are regularly getting points for your steps and for sleeping and for checking your smoke alarm, then your points won't expire. So you don't really have to worry about it as much. Yeah, it's a good idea. Very well gamified because I see you, you know, using it maybe more often than Instagram nowadays. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And Something to be mindful of, it is a bit of a way for Qantas to sell their insurance products. So something to be mindful of, of course, sometimes, you know, things aren't free free. <laughs> there is there is a motive there. So yeah, just something to be mindful of. But I really do think it is a great app. And even though they are selling their insurance products, I really do also think that it, it does have a positive benefit for people as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, checking your tire pressure, your smoke alarm, you know, doing your steps, it's going to help you increase your health overall. So it's a win-win for them because they're going to get more people into their insurance, but also for you because you're potentially going to increase your lifespan. Yeah, exactly. So number five. So did you know that you can get up to 600 euros back if your flight is delayed or cancelled in Europe? 600 euro, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Where do I sign up? (laughs) So the EU, they have quite a few laws um, about getting compensated if your flight's delayed or cancelled, if it is the airline's fault or if it is, you know, something to do with the airline. So it's definitely worth checking out. So basically there are some terms and conditions. Um, It is only when it's from three hours plus delay So if your flight is delayed for 30 minutes, unfortunately, not really covered. Um, So it's only really flights that are more than three hours. But yeah, a lot of people don't know this. And it isn't very widely advertised by the airlines because obviously they do want to keep their money and not compensate you, but definitely worth checking out. Yeah, especially like if you fly in or to the, in the EU or leaving leaving or going to, I think, there's like different rules, but you can maybe definitely check. There's this app, I think it's Air Help, 
and you can directly put your flight there that has been delayed and they will tell you can you be compensated or not or based on the data that they have and it's very useful you they do take a commission obviously if you do go ahead and submit all the paperwork they're going to take care of it or what you can do is also go on air help check if it's a flight that is valid for compensation and then directly email the airline they're probably going to take i think maybe 90 days to reply to you or something like that it's going to take some time but either way you can get compensated and um, that's great why we got that compensation i think one time last year yeah uh they did take the commission air help we wanted to check out if it worked and it did work It did work. Yeah, where were we? Finland. We were in Finland. So I was a flight from Greece to Finland and Finland to Paris and we had connecting flight but the flight in Greece was delayed from Greece was delayed by like quite a lot and then therefore that delayed our other flight. But they won't tell you that it's going to be delayed because when we arrived in Finland they just gave us like this actually they gave us nothing. But because we could change the flight on our app and they say we are booked on the next flight to Paris. But then when we went to the compensation gate, then they don't even tell you you can get compensated up to 600 euro. They tell you, oh no, you can get compensated. Like here is like a $20 voucher or $18.50 euro or something like that for each person. And that's what they gave us. But they don't tell you you can get actually this type of compensation which are Good yeah, money. it's actually a lot of money. I think it was even more than what our flight cost. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Fortunately, I don't think that they have this in Australia. I think that from our research, it all depends on the airline. They don't have any solid rules that airlines have to compensate you when your flight's delayed or cancelled. However, in the US, you can get compensated if your flight is delayed or cancelled. If it's delayed from one to two hours domestically and one to four hours internationally, you can get two times the value of your one-way fare, capped at $775. And if your flight is delayed by more than two hours domestically and more than four hours internationally, you can get up to four times the value of your one-way fare, capped at $1,550. Quite a lot of money. And this is taken from the U.S. Department of Transportation website. So if you'd like to learn more about any of the compensation that you could potentially receive from having delayed or from having delayed or cancelled flights, you can check out the EU website and the U.S. Department of Transportation website. Yeah, very good. And I mean, obviously, the earlier, the better when you email them or, you know, contact Air Help to get compensated. But I think it can last up to three or five years to get the compensation. So even if you had like a flight delay in the last, you know, three months, maybe or whatever, you can still submit that flight. You need to keep all the paperwork, like the boarding pass or, you know, all the paperwork of the flight. But then the more paperwork, the easier it's going to get to get compensated. But 
you can check for all flights that were delayed in those regions if you can get compensated and hopefully you can get some money back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we just made you some money or saved you some money. Hopefully. Yeah. So if you would like to book some activities while you're overseas, this really great app that we love is called Kluk. They have a lot of discounted activities on the app and you can even combine Kluk with Shopback and Cash Rewards and save some extra money on the app. It's really good. So many deals, Kuni. I know. The deals don't end. I honestly love Kluk because it's really, really easy to use and you can just pretty much like, I don't know, just buy tickets to say Universal Studios, Disneyland, book a boat tour in Thailand. You know, it's amazing. It's such a great app, very user-friendly instead of having to, you know, go on like TripAdvisor and like all these different websites. It's all directly there within the app. Yeah, I remember the story when we were in Hong Kong and I think I was the kind of beginning we started using Kluk and there was like the peak in Hong Kong to see like the city view and basically like you can go there and buy tickets but we did it with Kluk and the tickets were cheaper but on top of that we had like this special line that we passed in front of everybody and we had not we did not have to wait anything anytime because we bought for Kluk and I was very good. Yeah, it was really good. We even bought our tickets to Disneyland in Hong Kong and they were also cheaper with Kluk. So definitely worth checking out Kluk. It's a really great app and highly recommended. It's definitely not a scam. We've used it in so many different places around the world and it, it always works. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good because sometimes, you know, like when you go, like back in the days, I guess, when you go to countries, you'd have to go to maybe a travel agent and then find a tour, but you don't really know that if it's safe or not, if or if the tour is going to be good because there is no data, it's not online, it's just like, you know, random person on the street. And I remember when we went to Turkey, actually, we did this tour to Pamukkale. That's, you can't really see the writing because there is no tour on TripAdvisor. It's more like with people that are selling tours on the street. And we end up in this tour, like starting at maybe 6 a.m. in the morning, go to this like Pamukkale, maybe like, three or five hours drive by bus or something like that. And we eventually we ended up there, but we had so many stops on the way. Oh my gosh, yeah, this tour. One of the only tours that we haven't booked through Kluke, we haven't booked through our own research. We just booked at a travel agent in Turkey because we didn't know, like it looked good. It was so cheap. So we're like, wow, I can't believe it's only $20. I think the equivalent of like $20 for like a whole day tour. We're like, this is too good to be true. It was too good to be true because yeah, it took like, so it only would take maybe two hours to get to the destination, which is like this big salt lake in Turkey, which is really beautiful by the way. Definitely go there if you're in Turkey. But yeah, it took maybe two hours to get there, two hours back, but the tour lasted the whole day because they kept on dropping off us off at these shops to buy souvenirs that we didn't want. And it was just like every 30 minutes, there was another shop with souvenirs that we had to like spend half an hour at. So by the end of the tour, I think it lasted maybe 12 hours or something. And we went to so many souvenir shops, I'm telling you. And it was just, it was really, really annoying because we spent maybe like two hours at the place or maybe even an hour I think even less than that and like the whole the rest of the time was just souvenir shops see that wouldn't happen with Kluke because they have um they have ratings and people can write comments 
And yeah, obviously you wouldn't book a tour that has low ratings. And yeah, I think this one would have had low ratings because yeah, spent most of the time in the shops. That's why it was cheap, I guess. <laughs> exactly. That's how they made their money from like referrals, like, you know, shops and stuff. Okay, you're going to bring me customer to my, you know, leather shop or to my souvenir shop and then I'm going to pay you money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't happen with Kluk. Doesn't happen with Kluk. Anything else you can do with Kluk, like SIM cards, right? Yeah, SIM cards. This is really good because if you go to another country, the roaming often on your phone is quite expensive, but you can often buy a SIM card for maybe $10, $20, which would last you a whole week and you'll have a lot more data so you don't have to worry about, you know, saving your data or not using any data. You can buy SIM cards directly through the Clue app. We've done this a few times and we've been able to purchase SIM cards through the Clue app and then in the airport directly, there'll be a place where you can pick up your SIM card and then just change the SIM card there. It's really good. Yeah, it's very good. Like I think it's good to have the SIM card as soon as you arrive in the country because if you have no data, you know, and you need to take maybe like the train from the airport to the city or the bus, at the airport it's fine, but then as soon as you leave it, you have no free Wi-Fi. You can't order like a Uber or anything. It's really hard to get around, no map. So having the SIM card at the airport is very good because... At the beginning, the first time we traveled overseas, our second time, when we went to New Zealand, in uh, we flew to Christchurch. Oh, <laughs> this was horrible. Yeah, tell the story, Cody. Oh, so we were in Christchurch, and the plan was to drive from Christchurch down to the South Island, where Queenstown is, but the flights to Queenstown were more expensive than Christchurch, and you can still drive there, so I would recommend that if you're going to New Zealand. But we didn't buy a SIM card at the airport. And that was a big mistake because we were looking around for SIM cards. And I think on this day, it was like a bit of a public holiday in New Zealand. So not heaps of shops were open. The only place that was open was this corner store. And this shop, okay, it was really, really dodgy because they had SIM cards, but they wouldn't tell us how much data was on the SIM cards so they had all these SIM cards and they were like, okay, so do you, you want to buy a SIM card? We're like, yeah, we would like to buy a SIM card. How much data is on the SIM card? I think it's a pretty reasonable question to ask. Like how much data is on it? What do I get for my money? They wouldn't tell us. They would not tell us. So they were like, there's definitely going to be data on there. So I was like, please promise me there's at least something, like at least some data on there. So at least we can load the map and go to Queenstown. Um she was like, yeah, yeah, there's something on there. I just don't know how much and I can't tell you how much. So like, okay, well, if, if you're telling me there's something on there, then then we'll buy it. We came back to the Airbnb. We assumed they were like data. So we bought it. You know, we did not have, we just came back to the Airbnb. We put the SIM card in. What happened? There was no data on there. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was one of those SIM cards that you would usually get for free or for like $2 at the shops because there's no data on there. But there was absolutely nothing. No calls, nothing. It was just like a blank SIM card and I was so annoyed. So we went back to the shop and we were like, you said there'd be something on here. There's nothing. And um, then they refused to refund us because we had already opened the packet. But they 
wouldn't tell us what was on there and they wouldn't open it. It was really frustrating. Anyway, we ended up getting our money back, which is good. But we really had to fight for it. I don't know. That was just so dodgy. What do you think, Pablo? I mean, Daniel. Daniel, what are your thoughts? I mean, I've never – That's was this just any just random – was it like a little boutique? Not the SIM card, more like, you know, a corner shop, like where you can buy groceries. Oh, and they just had the SIM cards there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't – that's that's a – Really shocking that they they couldn't tell you, and it wasn't on the packaging or anything, or they uh, they just wouldn't let nothing. you know. They just you know this small sticker of like twenty dollar, and that's how they did their uh, like twenty dollar. And I was so dodgy. And the problem is that we could not go to like a Vodafone store or anything because nothing was open. Yeah, that was my next question. Why didn't you go to it to because not that corner? And nothing was open. And then also the guy from the Airbnb we were renting a room from, he told us to go to that corner store. I guess he did not know they were dodgy or anything. Mm. And then, or maybe he didn't. He was getting a little bit of kickback for that purchase. Maybe. Affiliate yeah. for the <laughs> SIM card. And then we had to basically like, because nothing was open and we had no data on that SIM card. I remember we still had to go to Queenstown because it's like an eight-hour drive from Christchurch. And we had no data. So we loaded the data on our phone from the Airbnb. I think we went to a McDonald's. And at the McDonald's, then we find this like free Wi-Fi and then we put the map of the next place where we were going to <laughs> eight hour drive on a McDonald's and then it preloaded on Google map basically. So <laughs> Kluk, you know, buying from the airport is really good. Another thing that is really good, another one. Another one. It's <laughs> getting the SIM card from like a eSIM card. You know, now on your phone, you actually don't need a SIM card to get reception is like eSIM card on iPhone, Samsung, all these phones that that are newer. And basically you can get, instead of having a SIM card, you just have an eSIM card and you can buy that. Like there's this app that we use in Europe, Eralu, and you can basically get data before getting into the country. So maybe one day before getting into Singapore or Europe or anywhere, you get on Eralu. And you get like an eSIM card for Singapore with like maybe five gig of data that will last for 30 days. And then you can use that and it's preloaded for you. That's really useful, not having to think about where to get a SIM card. Yeah, exactly. So if you are in another country and let's say you're in the situation that Pablo was at, Pablo and I were in, where nothing is open, you can't get a SIM card, you can actually download Aerolue and actually set up an eSIM card in a new country. The catch is that you need Wi-Fi to install it. And it is more expensive than buying a SIM card often. It actually is quite a bit expensive. But if you're desperate for data and you really do need it, then Aerolue is a really great option if you, you know, you're somewhere you really need some data, like a gigabyte, two gigabytes or something like that. It's really good. Yeah, it's more like if you need a bit of data and you have most of the time Wi-Fi at the hotel or if you're working overseas or something, and then you can just use that when you want to go around in the place that you are in. Yeah, yeah, really good. A good thing like in Europe and the US is that usually SIM card will work in multiple countries. So if you buy a SIM card in Europe, it might work in like Greece, Portugal, Spain, maybe Turkey, you know, there's like this wide SIM card that you don't just have to buy it for one country. It's going to work Europe. And in the US, there are some SIM cards that do like US, Mexico, Canada. So think if you're going to travel, you know, to more than one country, see if the SIM card that you buy, can you use it for 
30 days and also can you use for more than one country. Mm, good tips, good tips. So next tip, number two, booking your flight directly through the airline provider websites rather than external websites. So thankfully this hasn't happened to us, but a few of our friends have booked cheap flights through third-party websites. So you may have a look at sites, for example, Google Flights or Skyscanner. They may have these really cheap deals through these external websites when you're booking flights. And they could book you on the same flight, like with reputable airlines. But the catch is sometimes they'll often cancel your flight or not book it properly and then you'll have some issues and then you'll have to rebook later. So this actually happened to one of my friends. She booked a web uh, she booked a flight through a third party website. It was much cheaper. She saved maybe like a few hundred dollars. So she was like, yeah, I, I saved money by booking through this other website. Then two weeks before her flight, they emailed her, said that her flight wasn't booked or there was some problem with her flight. So then she had to rebook her flights and she ended up spending a few thousand dollars extra. So that's the catch with those third-party websites. Maybe it works. You save a couple of hundred bucks, but maybe it doesn't work. They'll email you a couple of weeks or days before your flight and you'll have to rebook everything. So sometimes I think it's, it's not really worth the risk. Better to go directly through the websites of these airline companies. And yeah, if you have points, even better because you save some money. Yeah, it's really good to look. I think Skyscanner or Google Flight to find the cheapest flight. And I think they're a very good tool. You know, you can put no dates and just a destination and you can find the best day and time to fly. But then after that, usually check which airline they want you to fly with or recommend to fly with at this price. And then you can either book directly on the airline through Google or through Skyscanner or go directly on the airline flight uh, in incognito, you know, to remove cookies. Because sometimes if you have cookies, it might be more expensive. Yeah, it could be more expensive. And I've even heard that sometimes booking through different locations, it could also affect the price of your tickets as well. Yeah, that's why using VPN sometimes, like if you want to save some money, might be useful. It's not all the time cheaper, but I guess it's worth trying. And I think a good tool in Google Flight directly is you can directly choose booking from that country and you can pick the country that you want. So it might be cheaper. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. Nice. Anything else like at the airport that you could be doing, saving some money? Pablo, why don't you tell us this one? This one's a Pablo hack. One thing that we did like when we were doing our around the world trip and we were in Singapore and we saw actually on TikTok or you know on the news Everyone was getting their luggage delayed and lost in like London and all these places because there were like not many people working at the airport, but many people actually flying overseas. And we're like, you know, we just arrived at the airport. We're like, okay, go to Apple store, get two air tags and then put them in our big suitcase to make sure that if we do lose our luggage, obviously we hope that we did not lose our luggage, but at least we can see where they are. Because sometimes you can lose it, but then the airline will take weeks to get it back to you to find it because they don't have the capacity to, to find it. But if you have an air tag, you can see, okay, it's at the airport. I can maybe potentially try to go and get it and find it myself because you can see the exact location. Yeah, exactly. And we have multiple flights, so we were worried if we lost it in one place. It's like 
we can't just go back to that place because we'll be all, all the way across the other side of the world by that point. So, yeah, it is. They are a bit expensive, but not as much as I thought they would be. I think how much are they again? Let's have a look. They used to be cheaper. They went up quite a bit. I think they used to be thirty dollars each because I I have a couple, mm. and then they they bumped the price up quite a lot. Yeah, Inflation. yeah. Just having a look, fifty dollars now for an air tag, but you can get a pack of four for a hundred and fifty dollars. That's good. Interesting. You can get one for free, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely worth it, especially if you do have a car. Uh, no, not a carry on, a checked bag, and you do have. Some things that are, you know, worth it that you want to hold on to. You never know what could happen. And, yeah, it is very easy to use, so definitely worthwhile. Yeah, and also make sure, like, you have most of your valuables in your carry-on, you know, always with you because you never know what can happen to your suitcase. Like, people nowadays will first, you know, like these new suitcase, they have, like, the TSA key. These keys have leaked. So there's this person that actually took a photo of the keys and now people on the black market, you can actually buy those keys. So anyone could buy these keys and open the suitcase. Or even with a pen, apparently, you can easily open suitcases. So anything that's in this suitcase that goes under the plane, consider that you should not put anything that's valuable inside this suitcase and always keep that with you. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Laptops, any electronic devices, keep it in your carry-on. And, you know, maybe the other stuff that, that you're prepared to lose in your checked bag with your air tag. Yeah, exactly. And I think we have some bonus tips. But first, if you enjoy this podcast and, you know, enjoy the travel tips, saving money, we enjoy the subscribe button and ratings. If you enjoy the tips, same thing. We also recently launched a new course. Queenie, I think we worked like six months on it. Yeah, we're really excited about this course. It's a beginner investing course available for $99. You can check out all of the things that we go through in the course. It's basically a consolidated version if you want to make your first investment in the stock market. We go through everything from the mindset, having a a mindset for investing, the different principles of investing, the different apps that you can use to invest and even what to do after you've made your first investment, how to track your investments, what to think about when it comes to taxes with your investments. So yeah, it's all consolidated in one place and we have made the chapters really easy and bite-sized. So they're really easy to get through and tick off. Nice. Very cool. Now hit me with the bonus tip, Connie. Bonus tip. I think this is a Pablo tip as well. You you do it, Pablo. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, airlines, when you travel with them, like they will give you like shit or crappy headphones. And if you have good headphones, usually you need just a small adapter that might help you like just plug it in and you can watch a movie and enjoy it 10 times better. So having this headphone converter for like, you know, the airline seat, that's very useful. One other thing that like, I just found on Amazon actually is you put this, kind of thing for your phone and you can put it in the seat in front of you and it's basically attached to the seat and you can put your phone like a screen so you know you can like always like download movies on Netflix or YouTube if you have YouTube premium and you can have that downloaded on your phone but having it like you know in a long flight in your hand is a bit annoying so if you just buy this thing for the seat you can basically like have it as a movie in the city and so much more comfortable. Actually, I saw this hack on TikTok and somebody used a napkin to do the same thing. So they basically put like a napkin 
behind their phone screen. And like, so they took off the case of their phone. They put the napkin in between the case and the phone. Then they, they put their phone back in to the phone case with the napkin kind of sandwiched in between. And then you just get the napkin, you put it, you wedge it in between, like, you know, the tray tape, the tray holder, you put it in there. And then it's basically the same thing. You don't even have to buy anything from Amazon. Are you just saying yes, wasted $16? <laughs> Wait, did you actually buy one? Not the napkin, but the thing for the, oh. phone, you know? Oh, one. yeah, yeah. Don't you saw me with it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can do that with a napkin. Ah, that's, that's <laughs> cool. Anyway, any other bonus tip can you have for me? Yeah, so booking an Airbnb with a washing machine. So if you are doing a bit of a long trip and you don't have that much underwear or clothes, good idea to book an Airbnb with a washing machine. Yeah, because like usually hotels, like if you go to hotels, they do have cleaning service, but it's like so expensive. You know, you have to pay per t-shirt, like maybe $5 or things like that. And I remember, I mean, most of the places we kind of calculated Airbnb, hotel Airbnb. So all the Airbnbs were able to do like washing in uh, those places with a washing machine. But some places, I think we went too long without Airbnbs and we ended up in Vegas and we had literally no clothes or underwear. And we had to go to like Trader Joe to buy some washing machine liquid. And we put that into the bath and we did our washing in the bath of the... <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so you need to calculate, like, if you do a long trip, Airbnbs with a washing machine so you can yeah. wash your clothes. There's no way we were paying five US dollars to clean... Our underwear. No way. <laughs> Her underwear. No way. No so way. It was like we washed it no. in like the <laughs> bath and then everything was drying into the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was hangers. funny. Good times. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you rate us five stars and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 